Your body's trying to tell you something. It's giving you hints that something isn't right. That's why we talk with expert dietitians to break down these early warning signs so you can get closer to understanding what your body is trying to tell you. Here's a topic that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but necessary. Diarrhea. It's one of the most straightforward signals your body is trying to alert you of when something isn't right. Many of us never look before flushing, but we all recognize the disruptive and uncomfortable feeling that comes with it. If you find yourself dealing with this more often than not, this episode is a must listen. We bring on Edith Yang, a registered dietitian to talk poops. Edith is board certified in renal nutrition, cookbook author, and the owner of Healthy Mission Dietitian. Edith has experience working with a variety of patients and is passionate about all things related to food. She specializes in kidney nutrition, weight management, GI issues, food intolerances, sensitivities, diabetes, heart health, and general nutrition. Her goal is to empower people to fuel properly and nourish their bodies to live happy, healthy lives and to prevent many chronic illnesses. Welcome, Edith. Hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And today's subject is going to be very interesting. You ready to get started? Yes, I am. Everyone's had diarrhea. What are the root causes of diarrhea? So that's a really great question. Before I actually jump into that, though, I do want to differentiate the difference between diarrhea and loose stool. I think a lot of people, when they do have that initial loose stool, they just automatically label it as diarrhea. But there is a little bit of a difference. So loose stool are bowel movements that appear soft. A lot of people... Once they have that loose stool, they just automatically say, oh, I had diarrhea. You know, they go to their doctor, I had diarrhea. Um, For loose stool, the Bristol scale, if you are familiar with that, are you familiar with that? (laughs) Let's educate our, our, our users here. What is the Bristol system? So the Bristol stool scale is the system to kind of like identify what type of stool that you're having. So type one are separate hard lumps kind of like this is the constipated side. So separate hard lumps um, kind of looks like little pellets. Type two, it's lumpy and sausage-like. So still kind of in a shape together, but it is kind of lumpy. Um, That's still considered constipation. Type three and four, this is the normal stool that we do want. So type three, it's a sausage with cracks on the surface. Type four is the more like the smooth snake-like S-shaped stool. And then type five, six, and seven is where we get into like the loose stool areas. So type five are soft blobs with clear cut edges. Type six is a mushy consistency with ragged edges. And then type seven would be completely liquid, just kind of water coming out. Diarrhea is actually when you have multiple episodes of loose stool. So there's acute diarrhea, which is when you have three or more loose watery stools within like 24 hours, or if you have a a bloody stool. Typically though, acute, it's not long lasting. It's just maybe one or two weeks. Chronic diarrhea, this is when you have the loose stool for more than four weeks. And so this is probably where we kind of want to talk more about like, what are the causes of this type of diarrhea? Um, Acute diarrhea, though, just to kind of talk about that a little bit, typically is like maybe a foodborne illness, contamination from something in like the water um, or your food, or based on like ungenic 
food and eating habits, that's the most common for the acute diarrhea. And again, it's like mostly an, an infection related to like a bacteria or virus or even a parasite. Um, commonly, when we hear about people that have these acute episodes of diarrhea, it's like, you know, E. coli in food or salmonella, um, food poisoning, those types of things that cause the acute diarrhea. And then viruses such as norovirus and rotavirus. And then for parasites, it's Giardia, which is a pretty common one. Um, actually, in a lot of countries, too, this kind of is common for that fecal contamination that causes the uh, acute diarrhea. Chronic diarrhea is the loose stool that you have for more than four weeks. And there's multiple, multiple causes for chronic diarrhea. Typically, it's when you do have some sort of GI disorder, such as IBS, ulcerative colitis, or even Crohn's disease. And there's actually other illnesses not related to the gut that could still also impact your bowel movements, um, diabetes, cancers, and even thyroid issues as well. Wow, that is a packed list of root causes of diarrhea. Can you tell us some of the most common ways someone ends up with chronic diarrhea? Yes. So typically, at least in my practice, right, I've seen patients that come to me with these issues and a lot of it is food related or what we're putting into our body. Our bodies are really amazing, right? What we put into our bodies gets metabolized and processed and then it feeds our cells. And so in today's society, just with how advanced we are with like food processing methods and um, the way that food is produced, there's a lot of different things going into food. And so it's my opinion that a lot of these diarrhea or GI issues stems from inflammation that's occurring from what we're putting into our bodies or from what we're being exposed to in our environment. So that obviously makes sense. Food is definitely why uh, these stools end up. But what you've also said is that there's other ways in your practice, what have you seen outside of food? Uh, outside of food, other factors that might impact uh, diarrhea would be medication. So some medications do have side effects of diarrhea or like bowel changes. So antibiotic use is one of those that typically changes the balance of bacterial flora in your gut. So that can disrupt your bowel movements. Um, and this typically can start, you know, during taking the antibiotic or even afterwards. Laxative use as well can also, of course, cause bowel movement changes, right? Because you're kind of forcing the, the stool to move through the system in an unnatural method. You mentioned earlier that you do see ulcerative colitis and IBS patients. What has been the root causes that you've seen has it been the nutrition? Has it been the antibiotics? Is there anything else contributing to these uh, diagnoses? Yeah. So a lot of the patients that come to me with these issues with the gut, it's typically food related. That's the most common cause. And it's because like I mentioned earlier, like the inflammation from the response that a person is having to food. And we're all very unique. So everyone kind of has these different reactions to different food. Out there, there are those typical diets that are recommended for these specific conditions. However, in my practice, because everyone is so unique with different backgrounds, different genetics, different eating patterns, different 
cultural food preferences, and so on and so forth, I've seen that there is not a one size fits all like, oh, it's because you're eating so much sugar, or it's because of like the FODMAPs or gluten, right? It's never that black and white or that sure, like it, it is for sure these things, you know, everyone again is responding differently. But in my opinion, and what I've seen, when I help the people by adjusting their diet, they do start to see an alleviation of those symptoms. So Edith, I think some of the things that we always hear about is like, uh, you're just a gassy person, or you're just a person just like that, right? And it sort of minimizes maybe a potential real thing that's going on. So can you either clarify, myth bust this and say, if someone is having recurring loose stool, is that normal? Or is something going on? Can you talk just a little bit about that? Definitely not normal. So earlier we discussed the Bristol scale, talking about the different types of diarrhea. We do want to aim for that type three, type four, where it's smooth, sausage-like. When you are having either constipation or the loose stool, it and it's for a long time, you do want to consult, you know, a doctor, a dietitian to kind of talk about what's going on with your diet, lifestyle hydration patterns to see like, where can we kind of find the root cause? Okay, so it sounds like the ideal is type three and type four. Um, and I'm I'm actually happening to looking at this. So anyone who's listening to this episode right now, go type in Bristol stool scale and look at type three, type four, that's what you want. What don't you want? Which types don't you want? You don't want either side of the spectrum, actually. You don't want to be constipated because one, you don't feel good. Which ones are the constipated ones? The constipated ones are type one and type two. The pellet-like ones or like the kind of harder to pass type of stools, the sausage shape but lumpy, those are constipation. And then the loose stool on the other side, right, type five, six, seven, is also what you don't want. It almost seems like cucumber-like is what you're aiming for. You know, I've never heard it described in that manner, but I suppose a cucumber shape wouldn't be bad. (laughs) So how does someone start to explore if this is their problem? Um, Do you start with monitoring? Do you go straight to a doctor? Like how, how do you go and how do you begin this process? I would say check the stool scale like you just mentioned to kind of like pull that up, look at it, and then monitor your stool for a few days. Then if you've noticed that you are kind of on, you know, the type, the type one or type two or the five, six, seven, definitely want to seek out a healthcare provider to kind of talk about um, the stool that you're having. Whoever you do seek, whether it be a dietitian or a doctor, you know, should listen to you and kind of help you to navigate whether or not this is something that is normal for you or not normal. You know, going to different types of doctors, um, some of them might be dismissive to you. What do you think someone could do to prepare for a visit with a doctor so that the doctor can really take your concerns seriously? Writing things down, keeping a journal, noting specific dates or times or experiences that you've had that were out of the ordinary, and even also, you know, making note of what is normal for you. That way, you can kind of show the doctor, well, you know, at this time, you know, my stool was like this, but now every day or every week, I'm having one or two episodes where it's not or even like daily episodes. So being able to show them like, dates and times, 
However, if you do do that and your doctor is still kind of dismissive of your concerns, then I would, you know, seek another consult, find someone else. Because when you don't feel normal, and again, you know your body best, like whoever you're speaking to, any healthcare provider should listen to you and try to either one, explain to you why it's potentially like not really a problem. That way you can kind of feel, okay, maybe this is okay. Or they should be able to help you figure out or help you dive into what is causing this and help you to solve whatever the issue is. Now, not everyone has a PPO, but if you have a PPO, would you go straight to a GI doctor or would you maybe go to your primary care? What, what do you, how do you suggest or go straight to a dietitian if you had a PPO? I think you need a team. You know, you can start off with the primary doctor and kind of get their opinion and see, and then seek out the GI doctor just in case, you know, that you need a little bit more of that specialization. But definitely, I'm maybe I'm a little biased, but I think having a dietitian on your team is always going to be a positive experience. I agree with you. I've, I've had a dietitian for the last several years, and they have been very, very helpful in navigating where I'm going with it. A lot of the times, we don't have a quarterback. We have to be our own quarterbacks, and we don't know necessarily the best way to chat with a doctor or kind of explain our things. And I think, Edith, you brought up a great point is if someone is having sort of chronic loose stool diarrhea, it would be a good idea to make a note of those things, right? And being able to track those things. So that's the power of a dietitian. We're so lucky to have you here, Edith. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. All right. We look forward to having you back some point. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Wonder Why podcast. If today's episode resonated with you or reminded you of someone struggling with similar symptoms, please share it with them. It might just be the life-changing moment they need. This show is brought to you by Dietitians for a Healthy America, a nonprofit dedicated to advocating for dietitians and promoting nutritional therapy to enhance health and prevent diseases for all Americans. For more information, visit our website, www.dietitianshealthieramerica.org. Until next time, stay curious and empowered in your health journey.